This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. Cleaning ladies here today. Is she cleaning the bidet? Nah, <laughs> she liked it. I'm going to tell you right now. What Does the cleaning happen? lady get to use the bidet? Yes. If she has to go to the washroom, you know where she, she's going to the heated seat. And she's going to the little sprinkler system, upside sprinkler system. <laughs> oh, That's man. It? That's all That's you it. got, bud? Yeah, I got nothing, man. You look a little yeah. fatigued right now. Uh, no, listen, my, day, I mean, my, day, my day fell apart. I was supposed to work out at freaking 9.15. Forgot my sneakers at home. <laughs> look at that. Look at that right there. That's nothing but a bunch of big ball of fat. But the tighter you pull that arm up there, Riff. What are you talking about? This is not lifted a weight. In He's got, he, he has Nate's shirt on. That's why. Boom. Look at that right there. <laughs> that's no. That might even be Nick's shirt. Talking about. I don't know. It might be Josie's. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I put on Nate's underwear uh, the other day <laughs> and thought to myself, holy jumping. I've got to lose a few LBs, but realize that. <laughs> They were my son's underwear, so all good. <laughs> like, come on. That's, that can't happen. How you uh, been, good. I'm good, bud. I'm good. Sorry about Friday, Chicago. How did you guys do uh, last weekend? Uh, one, one, and one. Okay. And all the teams are top, like 12 teams, so it's a good weekend. Yeah. Tied 4-4, four, four, but we were down 4-1 going into third, so that's like a win. Okay, big comeback. Against yeah. Mission, big comeback. Chicago, yep. Yeah, shit burger against uh, Caesars. All right. Um, and then we beat Penn's. We were down 2 nothing. We ended up winning 4-3. Penn's Holy fuck. Are you serious? The game tonight, the Sabres game tonight is on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Holy fuck. What I don't know that? how to get that. It's like, you have to have. God. Is it? Yes, what a pain plus. in the ass. You have to have a subscription. Just a complete right? fucking pain in the ass. I'm yeah. so sorry. That's just such bullshit. Like I don't I don't have fucking Hulu or any of that. I have Netflix and that's it. And regular cable. Yeah, there's nine million freaking subscriptions nowadays. Like I got NHL package, I can get every game, but I can't get this one. Because it's on ESPN plus. <sighs> You've you been watching any of the team? I have been watching, buddy. What are your What are your thoughts? What's when I say you're watching the team? What's your first thought when uh, when I ask you about them? Good or good or bad? <sighs> I, you guys for, talk. I got to download fucking Hulu right now. This is a fucking joke. For me, what a for, shit deal this thing with this TV deal was. I don't give a fuck how much money the league's making on it. Well, the players need the money, man. So any extra, they'll take it. Um, I'm, I guess I'm forever an optimist, right? Like I like to try to find the good in whatever it is, whether yep. it's a person, a team, a situation. I always step back and try to put myself in that person's shoes, right? Like I, I can see the other side. I can always find something good that can come of it. And for me, it's the young guys. It's it's hard to preach patience to a fan base, to ownership, to whoever you have to sell patience to, 
But this is finally a ray of light as far as the 10-year rebuild goes. You know, you finally have some good young talent. You yep. finally have some uh, talent within the organization, organizational depth. Um, so for me, it, it was never at this point, whether it was Jack and Sam coming along, the, the organizational depth wasn't there. Uh, the, the vision wasn't there. Uh, the youthfulness wasn't there. Um, so for me, I find some of the moves they made, sucked. Yeah, they yes. didn't turn out, they didn't get the return. Um, there was no cohesiveness, uh, and, and, you know, no, and we've, we've argued all the reasons why, right? Like, but yep. f- moving forward, it's super hard to, to preach the patient, but it's finally, you can see where it's going, right? You can see what this team can be in three and five years. Um, I think goaltending. That long, long, holy crap, man. Three and five years. We've been doing this for 10, Gio. Come on. But but look at it. Look at it. You got Krebs. uh, It's been 11 11 years, Craig. Just go. Yeah, I know. We we, I round with 10 just because it's an easy number. How happy is Kevin Adams with that trade right now? All right, listen. Jack Eichel is an absolute monster. He is a legit superstar but you have to be extremely pleased with what you see in Alex Tuck number one and I'm going to tell you right now Peyton Krebs to me he looks very very impressive for a 20 year old young man I'll tell you I love what I see so far will it add up to the same value of look at what Jack Eichel is and he's great no, it, it probably will never add up to that. But, but, but you have depth. You have, you have, uh, depth. You have scoring Skill. that's separated in, the, in throughout your lineup. It, you're not relying on one guy. One yes. guy. You know what I mean? Like, and and Reinhardt was, was up there. But uh, I'm not going to argue the reasons why it didn't work. We all know why it didn't work. Little asterisk, uh, Sam Reinhart last night had uh, yeah, three goals and one assist. Not a big deal. No big deal. Uh, so, but you got, you replace a Jack Eichel who in certain aspects is, is irreplaceable on the ice for what he can do. You're never going to get yeah. one person that's going to do that, but you get three pieces and now you've filled out your lineup a little deeper. And now you have really good players. Uh, is it top end, top, 10 stud players. No, but you have uh, very capable players that can score on a nightly basis that play the right way. And then you have a lineup that is much more balanced. That's what the, the Jack Eichel trade does for you. I'll tell you this. I, I, I look at all of our guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with, uh, you know, a Dylan cousins. He's, he's played a fairly solid season for a 20 year old young man. Um, you look at Peyton Krebs, another 20-year-old man who has an insane amount of skill and vision. And I'm going to tell you, he works hard. You have Tage Thompson that's, that's coming of age, that's the leading point producer on our team, one of the top goal scorers. His game is elevated. He's on pace for 60 points, Gio, and 28 goals. Okay? What is he going to be like, you know, the next year? Could he be a 70-point player? You know, we're going to see as this team gets stronger – they're going to have to match up against, you know, more lines and the depth in which we have moving forward, the Casey Middlestat, as much as it looked like, 
he was not healthy. Okay, I'll just tell you that right now. I think you guys both agree that watching Casey Middlestat, I think the guy's a wizard with the puck, but he looked like he had a piano on his back. He looked like he was not in shape. He looked like he was still laboring. Like he he couldn't even skate. And I don't know how he's back in the lineup when he... He's out of the lineup again now. And now he's out of the lineup. So there's got to be some question marks. What did he have? He had a shoulder problem, right? I want to say saw him on the bench. I want to say... I want to say I thought I saw him on the bench with I his shoulder. I can't say, to be sling. honest with you. But going back to just, you know, you look at the, the middle stats and, and, and all of these players, but also knowing that you have the, the Jack Quinn, who is absolutely shredding the minors as a 20-year-old player, which is, to me, extremely impressive, okay? Uh, uh, a J.J. Paterka, and you go on and on. I, we need one of these guys. We need desperately for one of these players to pull into a top player in the National Hockey League. Like when, when you had Pasternak show up in Boston, did they know that he was going to be that great of a goal scorer? Did they know that? No, I don't, he was a, I don't think he was so. a high draft pick. You know, he was, I don't even know what he was drafted. Maybe you could help me out and look, look him up. I'll look it up. But he was uh, Pasternak? a he, Pasternak. So he was like, a, I think, a mid-round, uh, first-rounder. Did they know that he was going to be scoring the goals and be the player that he is right now? 25th they, overall. 25th overall. So I'm looking at this going, we need one of our players to break out and become something above you know, a, a, a star player. We need someone to, to, to be an elite player. Did you think that the Tampa Bay lightning back in the day would be sitting there going, Oh yeah, we got Nikita Kucherov and you know, we picked him in the second round, but we know he's going to be a top five player in the league. No, they didn't know that or point who was drafted. What was he a third rounder or second I, rounder? I, yeah, he was, he, he was definitely, I would say mid range round. Yeah. Like let's say a second rounder. They didn't know Braden Point was going to be, uh, uh, you know, a 40-plus goal scorer and, and a 90-point guy. They didn't know this. Those guys worked into that position. And we need one of those players, whether it's Jack Quinn, who was drafted eighth overall. We need them to elevate into something special, not just a great player. Well, no, not, no, just, a guy that, I, not just a guy I, that's going to score you 20 goals. I'm going to go ahead a guy and that's going to be with a special there. player. Braden Point was a third rounder. Let, hold on, Gio, um, just, just for one sec. Okay, so you're saying, and I, I don't disagree with you, you need guys to, to, to step in, and you, you need your 31st pick or 32nd pick in the Eichel trade this year that they're going to get from Vegas to turn, turn into that guy. You need that pick from Florida if you end up keeping all these picks. But but you drafted Jack Quinn as a top-tier goal scorer and junior in this, what, eighth pick overall? You're already kind of hoping and anticipating that to happen. So I don't think it's the Jack Quinns that you need to pan yes, out. Yes, it is. Because I'm going to Well, you. yeah, you need them to pan out, but they're already expected to pan out because you drafted him eighth overall. So if it if he doesn't pan out, you know, we can point the finger where you know to as to why later on, but let's just pretend for a second that he's going to to pan out and be, you know, 
the project to be the player that we we hope that he's Sam going Reinhardt, to be. Sam Reinhardt, but it's the second, second and third pick. and fourth rounders where you need to hit. Like all these teams, like Pittsburgh. No, and, I totally disagree. Well, I fuck. You know what? Just like you haven't even let me finish yet, which is become well, your, your usual taken. routine. Your point all you do is fucking interrupt these days. That's because your points are shit. Was Elliot's point shit yesterday when you cut him off fucking twelve times? No, but I respect Elliot, so I wanted to kind of give him an opportunity to speak. But uh, go ahead, Petey. Uh, make no, no, I've already one so far. already been taken, Riff. But no, you want to bring up Braden Point? He was a third rounder. You know, like I understand that, but you know, I, I'm talking about we need Jack Quinn not to be a 20 goal scorer in this league. 20 goal scorers, you know, are are guys that you can find. You know, in later rounds, that yeah, just not your top, them. not your top. I 10 need picks. a guy that's going to be a forty goal scorer, a guy that we're going to be talking about on a daily basis. That's going to be in uh, going to the All Star game every year. A guy that is going to be sitting there going, "Whose team is this? Whose team is it in Buffalo? No, is it is it Darlene's? Is it is it um you know uh, Owen Power? Is it you know a Dylan Cousins who's emerged to to a guy that is looks exactly like uh, Patrice Bergeron? Is it a goal scorer like Jack Quinn who turns into a Pasternak? Is it you know it goes on and on. But we need we haven't had a guy flourish and literally blossom into something special, and I can't even tell you how many years. But but that's why I I'll go back to it. That's why I say three to five years. People aren't going to want to hear it. But where are we today? We're bottom three in the in the conference, roughly. Bottom, say, five. I'll be your fact we're, we're checker. Fifth, we're fifth Generous. worst in the league. So we're like 27th in the league. Right now. In the league. Not, not, so you, that's three to five years. You need to build You're this roster. You're tied with New Jersey. These, You're tied with New Jersey, 35 points for, the, for fourth worst in the conference, Joe. Okay, there, there we go. So you need these guys to continue to progress. They're great now as young, but if they plateau here, then they're not. You know what I mean? If this is their ceiling, then you're looking back and saying that you need more out of these guys because they're a top five pick. They're a first rounder. They're, they, they were brought over in this trade. So that's why three to five years is very reasonable and it, it seems like a long time, but it's not because it just continues to go. In three years, your Quins, your Krebs, they're, they're still only going to be 23 years old. They're, yep. You guys are – Your Thompsons your Thompsons are now going to be your lower to mid-range veteran, right? Like where – so what happens with those guys? What, where does Skinner sit in three years? It, it's – you need to continue to build. So next year, I think if you take a good stride and you're middle of the pack in the league, you're you're happy with the progress. Then the following year, then the on D. Go ahead, Joe. Then the following, then the following year. No, you're all right. Then the following year, if you are in that wild card uh, conversation, that's another good progressive year. And then it's okay. Now we need to get to a point where we are a playoff team we make it and we establish ourselves year after year after year as a playoff team that's why i say three to five years so i i i like where you guys are going and talking about the forwards but i feel like you're too fixated on the forwards i i I, I just it's just easy to 
like, yeah, where does Darlene, where does Samuelson, uh, Owen Power you sit? Where yeah. is Power? You're like, I, I'm, I think defense is an area that definitely, I don't want to even say needs to be addressed, but you need to hope for some major growth. And it's hard, major it's hard, growth. It's hard for D men to adjust to the NHL. You know what I mean? No matter what power comes in as, just like, uh, Headman. Yeah, I mean, Hedman, uh, even Darlene, even like all these guys that have come in, it's a big ass step in the NHL to play D. Rivs, you know that. Like, yeah, it's hard. wave after wave of heavy bodies, uh, guys that can make in tight plays. If you're out of position, if you're scrambling, if you don't make reads, you are a fish out of water. You know what I mean? You're flopping around, you don't see it. So, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Petey. The D. And goaltending is a real big question mark on where does it go from here. Like people want to talk about Portillo at Michigan, Ukapeka Lukanen, who's hurt again. Um, you know, the the Devin again. Levi, who's what? Again. Again. Devin Levi at uh, North is he Northeastern? No. Northeastern. Northeastern. Yeah, North um you know, it's like that's great. That's great. You've got some you've got some options for goaltending prospects but my god like it it's it's not going to be next year or the year after that or the year after that before they turn into who we hope they turn into like how how long are we looking at for for one of these guys to turn into a starting goalie i mean five years back, yeah five years like, levi who can, who can, and partillo are going to be one of those guys is going to be the future okay that, that's fine but you're still you can't say five that for years out on that the, the future goaltender of this organization may not even be here right now. Um, I will say this, that the future, one of the future goaltenders for the Buffalo Sabres is going to be one of Portillo or, or Levi. I don't know who it is, but one of those guys is going to emerge in pro hockey to a higher level. You have Devin Levi that is well, going to get their chance to, but that doesn't mean it's going to work it out right now. They're shredding okay, it right now. Okay. But look at, look at, Look at Gibson. and all I'm saying look is at, when they're look done. Look at Miller's. Look at Miller's track. Like look at these goalies' tracks. You're three to five before they're even on your team, and you're probably another year or two from them making a big impact. Like they'll be good, but to yeah. be an impact but goaltender in this league, what I will it, say, five years is very generous for any of those guys that are not. So what I will say is I do believe I think I think you're batshit crazy. I'm going to tell you right (laughs) now, you know, you want to know the best goaltender that's come out of the U.S. in a number of years. What's his name? Ryan Miller. No. Okay. Well, well, wait, what year? Fucking John Van Beesbrook. Who's the best U.S. goaltender that's come out in the last number of years? That's what I just said. Is that hard for you to you didn't say last number of years? Yes, I did. Yes, nah, I did. I'm going to go back and check the yeah, tape. Yeah, you go back. <laughs> and it's the kid from Florida who was drafted, what, 10th or 11th overall? Okay. Boston College. Who was the, who's the top Canadian goaltender in the past couple of years? Devin Levi. You ever heard of him? No. Nah. 18 years old. 18 years old. He goes to Northeastern. And he has how many shutouts? He is the real deal. He is no joke. He most likely will be signed to come and play pro 
after this year. That's how good he is. And, and with all due respect, and then he's, I mean, then he's not making an impact for three years. The load there okay. in Florida. That's fine. But he's going to be a 19, 20, 21 year old guy that is going to be honing his skills in pro hockey in the minors at, so when he comes up, think about what this team could look like in three, four years, years from yeah. now, Gio. I, I, this could be an absolute stud. Nice, nice little old man burp there, right? right the, High-end right hockey mid-sentence. team. Who, who, Rivs or me? Yeah, Rivs. Yeah, I, so I, that's why I say three to five. You're, you're giving me my point. <laughs> yeah, what are you you're, doing? You are arguing for me. So but look, let's look at Spencer Knight. Okay, so he spent two years at Boston College. His second year is when he world juniors and that's where the hype really started. So now you, you, so he made it when he was that 20. On, you fix that on Levi, right? Like Levi is hitting his stride. He's dominating college hockey right now. Same conference hockey East. Spencer Knight has played 21 NHL games in the last two years for his first year, two in the minors and he's played 17 this year. So, He's two years into, I'll give it a year and a half because he signed and then came and played a few games. So this is his first real year. But he's not making an impact this year. Next year, he'll be split in time. And then the following year, maybe he that's his, his, his net. So Levi is three years out if he leaves at the end of this season. And he projects and, and develops the way you – need him to and want him to. And I think that's a very accelerated goaltender path. And you yes. have to be extremely talented to, to have that. Per, that Listen, Spencer Knight is, is one of the best goaltenders, young goaltenders of, of this generation. And he's playing in the National Hockey League at 20 years old. He is not the number one. The number one is, you know, arguably one of the best goaltenders that's played in the last eight, nine years. Okay, and in, in uh, uh, Robert Robski, yeah, Bob Robski. So, you know, there's no pressure for him to continue to develop at the NHL level. I'm not saying that this is ha- going to happen. And what I'm trying to say is, one of these goaltenders are is going to emerge, and when they do emerge and get their opportunity, they're going to be in a very good situation, I believe, because in three, four years, years from now, like you're saying, Geo, this team in Buffalo is going to be very strong. There is a lot of young, super high-end talent. And in three, four years from now, when that young talent grows into what it's going to be, this is going to be a very strong hockey team. And those goaltenders are going to benefit. It's just like Spencer Knight coming into Florida right now. He is playing on one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, and he's flourishing and doing well, and he is not exposed because they're such a good hockey team. So it's oh, yeah, it, well, as- that's it, 100%. So they're a great hockey team. He has 17 games played, 49 goals against 3.16 GAA with a .899. So as good as Knight is, those are not great numbers. On they're a not great numbers. Team. No. On a very good team. Yeah. So now take a decor that is less developed than Florida's, Yep. Uh, maybe a Ford crew that's less developed than the Florida Panthers. Yep. What does a Levi, what kind of impact does he have in his well, how good was, How good was team? Florida four years ago? Four years ago? Yeah. The last three, they've been studs. 
I'll have to go back. And I would say four. I would say four years ago was four. I'd have to check. But was that not the Tampa, Florida battle of playoffs? Because that wasn't in in quarantine. That wasn't. So that was back that was when they had years ago. That was, that was back the when they had their career. James Reimer was there. They brought in James Reimer. He was supposed to be the answer. That was that heavy. So it would have been the two thousand between those two. It would have been the two thousand eighteen nineteen season four years ago. Yeah, and they were sitting at nineteenth in the National Hockey League four years ago. Four years ago. So what I'm saying is three to five you know, years, PD. Three to five years. So what I'm saying is the, the, the Sabres. Rib's getting schooled over there, but he just keeps, he'll fight. He's a scrappy dog, isn't he, Gio? No, you got to realize what I'm trying to say is, you know, the Sabres have not been very good this year because they have not had consistently their best players in the lineup all year. Okay. The, the emergence of what we have coming in in the next two years is going to be high end skill. We have a, a kid in the minors in Jack Quinn who is scoring at will and producing insane numbers in the minors. He's 20. Next year, he'll probably be in the National Hockey League. His last game that he just played scored, scored a goal and assist. He is able to play at the NHL level. He's a point of game guy in the, in the NHL too. Yes. So, and you look at, you look at a guy that's six foot six, 220 pounds, and he's one of the most sought after players, not playing in the national hockey league. That's Owen power. He's not going to jump in and just be a player. He is going to play a a significant role. You have a Samuelson that's going to be here full time. Darlene is going to have another year under his belt. You're, you're going to start to integrate a full roster of highly skilled players and hopefully Kevin Adams listens to the instigators because he's going to go out and find a number of players that are going to mix in and integrate as physical nasty highly intense hockey players that are going to help protect these young guys and allow them to do what they do best who's going to keep the puck out of the net with you're going to have Luca with Darlene with Darlene power you're like who's playing freaking D? Yeah, I'm those are worried. those are I'm that's not worried a fourth forward. Power. I'm not worried about Owen Power playing D. I'm not worried about Darlene in his in as he gets older. I'm not worried about Samuelson. But I'll tell you this: they're gonna have to go and find a couple of right-handed defensemen that are that are that are older, that are are um, veteran players that can help stabilize a very young, athletic, skilled group. Well, I think that's how you accelerate the the process by a year or two is if you bring in and support that group. If you're just building with this group, if you're just building with this group, you're five years out. Uka Pekalukanen is going to be uh, one of the goaltenders next year. It's going to be hard to not just build with this group, Gio, either, because – and and, and again – when you're winning, it's this is an easy place to bring players into. Anyone will go somewhere when you're winning. But right now, free agents aren't lining up at the door to come to Buffalo. That's that's where the issue lies. I mean, if we're not in the business of overpaying players for their services because you want to maintain cap space and all this stuff for the future, it's going to be very hard to go out and bring in your Mansons, your Good Bransons, your other guys that we discussed, your Bortuzos, Craig, that we discussed, and I'm only talking on, on defense here, 
I mean, it's like you're not going to have much choice. And I know these guys are, are good hockey players in their own right, but when it comes to like making a team better, your Will Butchers, your Mark Pesics, those kinds of be signings. Yeah, they're going to be gone. Yep. But are you going to be able to choose from the next crop of those players because your options are limited because you are right now the Buffalo Sabres? Well, if you were interested in a player like just hypothetically out there, a Jacob Chicken, we are the one team in the league that has the ability to make a trade for a player like that because we have the collateral. We have the what they need to make a player. We have multiple first-round draft picks. We have multiple young, high-end goaltenders. Well, we say have- goodbye to your Samuelson love and probably a couple first-round picks because that's what it's going to take to land Chikrin. They're not, you're not going to bring in a fourth left-hand shot defenseman here. And, I mean, they're going to want Samuelson. And they're going to want some some first round picks probably. First, well, I think. well, that's something that's going to have to be negotiated. Can they? Would they be interested in a, a Victor Olsson, who has been a very very good player in his own right, but maybe not quite the fit for this team moving forward? He is he is a very very good hockey player. Can you give a first round draft pick with this Victor Olsson? Can you give uh, a young stud of a player that's playing uh, in Minnesota right now in Ryan Johnson. Is he a player that, that would be of interest to them? There's going to be pieces. We have collected pieces for a number of years. We have sucked for a number of years (laughs) and we have pieces that are, that are up and coming. And I just think that, uh, you know, if, if we make trades, you know, for a Chikrin, uh, a Chikrin type player, he is e- immediately going to make this team better. Yeah, let's uh, let's look at uh, something else here, Gio. Unless you want to rebuttal that quickly. No, I got nothing. Okay, all right. Uh, our next guest today, after you, Gio, we're actually recording two today. Daniel Negrano is going to join us, poker star. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he sent out a tweet last night. And uh, he just said, you may not know it yet, Buffalo Sabres fans, but this is your future captain and a great guy who will help right the ship. And he was talking to about talking to he was talking to, about uh, Alex Tuck as he saw a feature on Twitter about him. So can we just go ahead and you guys were captains. Do we do we nominate Alex Tuck so soon to be captain of this team next year? I'm biased on this position. So uh, I said it the day he was traded. Because I broke the trade, I was all over everywhere. I was on the news everywhere talking, and I, <laughs> but I uh, no, I did say I'm like this guy has the potential, and I guarantee he'll be your next captain. Listen, I mean, I, I think, I think you let the year play out. You you see how the off season goes. You see what moves you're able to make. Maybe you're able to bring in another veteran guy, and maybe that changes Tuck's role as the captain. But as it sits right now, I think he's. He's a guy that you want. Um, too soon I, to I tell, I guess. Maybe too I mean, soon to tell. Too soon to tell what what's cousins like in the room. I mean, he's super young. I wouldn't necessarily give it to him so soon, but those are all the things that you're kind of taking a look at. And Granado's trying to figure out how Tuck twelve games in, how he melds with the team. What happens uh, in the off season? You know, uh, I, I think I think you need to see what he 
is able to do. It's it's too small of a sample size yet to give him the C. I, but but I I think that he is the leading candidate for it. And I think he what he loves about Buffalo besides being a childhood fan, I think he came here and he is expected to be one of the guys. He was not that in Vegas. He was a very good player around some other established stars, right? Like your Stones, your Pacioretty's, your uh, he was guy like is a fourth or fifth guy on the list there. Yeah, you know what I mean? So now he comes here and he is the guy. And I think he's loving every minute of yeah, it. He's I relishing think you see, in it for sure. You see, you see his enthusiasm around it. So all that plays into him being uh you know a, a captain for these young guys i'm going to i'm going to add this and you know riv i know you're probably chomping at the bit to say something but you've just talked too much already um i love let me rephrase that i fucking love dylan cousins i can't wait to see dylan cousins 20 pounds heavier but his his demeanor in his interviews like how he he's so mature sticks up for his teammates i i love dylan cousins i'm not suggesting that you throw a c on his shirt he's young he doesn't need that kind of pressure or anything but man i just i i, I love the kid i love the kid that's all i'm gonna say about that craig anything to add before i ask you guys the next question well great point Petey. um alex tuck <laughs> Is that sarcasm? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Um, Alex Tuck, first thing that comes to my mind is he, he has five years on his deal. Okay? Number two, Western New York boy. Number three is super pleased to come to Buffalo. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's about a 99% chance if you get traded to Buffalo, you're super pissed off. <laughs> That's just the way it is. You know this from experience, right? They, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. They 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 stunk for for the last ten years, and it's not they're they're building something here. And players in the National Hockey League are not big fans of of uh, doing the rebuild thing, unless you're literally trying to stay in the league, right? Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Agreed. We have Alex Tuck who came here. That as much as he's leaving Vegas, one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. He's coming to Buffalo and he's just as happy because he is wanting to wear that logo. He is wanting to be a Buffalo Sabre. To me, it's one of the greatest moves Kevin Adams has made to get a player of his uh, talent, his skill set, his size, his age, his contract. There is literally not a better player in this league. Now, is he going to be captain? I don't know. Because I don't know Alex Tuck. I don't know how Rasmus Dahlin is in the dressing room. I don't know how Dylan Cousins is in the dressing room. I don't know these guys. We can give our opinions because we had an opportunity to talk to Dylan Cousins at age 18, right after he was drafted. And I was absolutely... Do you remember us sitting in the key bank and we, he got up and left, and me and you, Petey, both looked at each other stunned with how impressed we were 
with Dylan Cousins and how he handled himself as a young man. Do you remember that? Yeah. So when I look at this situation, is is Alex Tuck a player that can be a major support staff to a young captain, just like Bill Guerin was when Sidney Crosby was named captain of, of the Pittsburgh Penguins at a young age. I just look at this and say, I don't know. These are things that the next captain of the Buffalo Sabres is going to be a guy that not only the fans love, the teammates in that dressing room love and support, and, and the management is going to feel like this is no-brainer. So that being said about Tuck, how much money is he throwing on the board tonight against Vegas? Minimum team dinner, I would think. Minimum. What did you What did you do, Gio, when you went to Montreal and you went back to uh, Jersey? What did you do? I remember uh, what Riv did when we went back to Montreal. That was the a first long time, time ago. Um, I think it was a team and a few grand for sure. Team dinner and a few grand. Yeah. What I the don't team remember. Dinner, what, did the, what did the team dinner cost you? Team dinner is a minimum of freaking three to five grand. What minimum? I would have thought it would be at least 10 grand. No, you're talking, you're not talking rookie party. You're talking full team meal. So you're talking, it's not. Guys aren't going. It's not a complete. It's not a complete. It's not a complete. It's not a complete green light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have some nice bottles of wine. You got, you know. Everyone's getting a surf and turf or the Wagyu, you know what I mean? But that's not what – that's with the Louis and the champagne and the freaking $1,000 bottles of wine. That's what brings up that. Have you ever put meal. money on the board, Gio? Because I know you haven't, Petey, so I won't even ask you the question. Bullshit, have I haven't. You, have you, bullshit. I'm talking. I'm talking. Have yeah, you yeah. ever put money <laughs> on the board – you haven't. You. <laughs> Have you ever put money on the board? And during the game, literally, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, "Man, I hope we fucking tie this game." Tie this game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I need to tell you, if we win, if we lose in overtime, I'm happy with that. You know? <laughs> Have you ever like put money on the board and you're just like, "Oh, what did I do?" No, I mean it's. I've had some yeah, good neither. money up there, but but but. <laughs> oh man you hope you get three goals and you tie their lose in overtime like you said i just remember pay a dime uh a time in 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 san jose we had uh we had joe thornton get up one game i can't remember where we were we were playing on the road and uh jumbo puts like two grand on the board and everyone's like ah jumbo this and that and he's like come on boys let's go there boys let's go let's see we get let's see how much money we can get going on here the next guy goes up there money money we're all like marlo marlo let's go he goes up there puts like a hundred bucks on the board cheap kind of no no he's a good guy but uh we had a tremendous like stupid amount of money on the board and we just kept on winning games. Like it was ridiculous, the games that we were winning. And the money, like a large amount of the money, like 50% of it or something like that, went to the trainers. 
So the trainers were like, oh, let's go, boys. We got to get it. We got to be on the top of our game because they're getting like huge amounts of, of, of cash and stuff. I just remember that it, 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 it it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it, uh, it galvanizes the group. I was just going to say it can galvanize a group. It, it galvanizes the group. We, we, you know, you play a little harder and, and it's so minimal. Like, I, I mean, these little things are so minimal, but the smallest of things can really bring together a group. Right. And uh, I just I never forget that in, in San Jose because we did have a tight team. I mean, it was done right there. They had, you know, an older an older veteran group. And in, in, uh, I wouldn't even say older veteran like Joe Thornton was not old at the time. Like he was like probably 30, mid, 31. Yeah. No, 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 no. When I was there with him. So what is he? How old is he now? He, he's Joe? my age. He's a 79. So he's 43. If, so if in, he hasn't, I just turned, I just turned forty three, so he still may be forty two. So in two thousand six, yeah, two thousand six, sixteen years ago. Yeah. So yeah. take that off, and how old is he? Your late twenties. Yeah. So he was he was not thirty. He was he was like twenty seven, twenty eight when I got there, and uh, he was at the prime of his career. Um, we had a lot of great great players. We had a lot of young guys, Joe Pavelski's, Mark Edward Velasics, uh, Matty uh, uh, Carl. Um, we had a really, really good group of older guys like JR was there. Like it was amazing, an amazing hockey team. Um, but we, we really came together. It, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was probably one of the most fun years i've had playing in the national hockey league when i was in san jose well that wasn't the initial question it was we were talking about uh money on the board but i love how you always make it about you in your time in san jose <laughs> or something hey Riz, it always circles it's a personal to touch buddy it's a personal touch you know it's, it's unbelievable how irritating every time you speak like every literally every time you open your mouth is it's irritating to me right now like, I don't know what happened to you when you got out of bed this morning, but you were looking to attack the it's big not. It's like every time Geo comes on, you fucking show off. And, uh, you know, you, you show off. Okay. Conquer. How am I, how am I showing off, Geo? <laughs> it's like dealing with a little brother all the time that just wants a little bit of airtime with, uh, you know, know, mom and dad. Airtime. <laughs> Petey has no problem taking airtime. Let's not kid ourselves. <sighs> who, who are you guys? Like a, he's like a and... flated balloon that just wants to like be let out squeaking. All right, enough. So let's talk about Sabers in Vegas tonight. I was hoping Jack Eichel would play tonight. There's no way, man. No way. No, well, I, I was. Back, that's back here. Well, but that's back here in a month, right? That's March, beginning of March. That's back here in a month. Why do I want to say that? Did was it Elliot yesterday, Rib, that said that he wanted to play and the team was Jack like, no, wanted play. Jack wanted to play. Jack's been practicing. Jack's feeling good. Jack's wearing a light no blue jersey, jersey, which which means no go. Um, I think it's the right move by Vegas Golden Knights. I think they're doing a very hey. We talked about that yesterday, didn't we, Andrew? actually having a team step in because the player always wants to play 
Okay. But we have a team that's stepping in and saying, we're going to look at what's best for you, not what you want to do. We're going to look at what's best for you. We're going to make sure that you are in tip top shape before you play your first game. Good on the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, do you think it was that hard of a decision? I mean, what's more important coming back for, you know, an, uh, I don't know if you want to call it an emotional game, but probably an emotional game against his old team or your long-term investment. Well, I think even if you're Jack Eichel, you don't want your first game to be that game. You're going to have enough going on. You haven't played a game in how long for him? You know, year and a half or a year? What is it? I guess it was a year, almost a year. Yeah, so, like he he got you hurt. Don't, you don't want he got hurt want, almost one year ago, March seventh. Yeah, so yeah, so you don't want that to be your first game. You want to get the rust off. And you want to make sure you're ready for the long game, that you're not just coming out for two, three games and then something could happen. Any predictions on how you think he's going to do? Like we're talking about one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. We're talking about a team that actually has dealt with a few injuries themselves. Um, But they are a very, very high-end team. Where do you think and what do you think? What is your prediction of number one, who you think he could play with, and number two, how do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to do really well. Like he's he's like we've said before, that Vegas team has a bunch of players. The flip side of that tuck, right? Like he's no longer the only guy that's going to be looked at, right? He has a supporting cast around him, which is going to make it harder for teams to just key in on one guy. He's going to be able to use Pacioretty's and Stones um, to be able to uh, take that load off. He's not the end-all, be-all on the power play. It doesn't have to run through him. He can. He's going to be really good there. And that's, that's why it was such a hard trade for Kevin Adams because no matter where he went, he was going to be really good. And so then it's going to be extremely hard to see that you won a trade because of that. Can I ask you guys a question? And I don't, how do I word this so that it's not interpreted like I'm trying to say it like it's a negative Um, or toward Jack specifically, but it's not. What I mean is, is there such thing as too, I don't even want to say too much firepower, but you know, Jack, one puck. That, right? There's only one puck. So you so, know where I'm going with this, right, Gio? Like yeah. I just I wonder I wonder if if inserting a player like that that possesses the puck for so long in a game or so much in a game, if that can cause like almost a disruption in the flow that they have. What kind of player is Pacioretty? He he's a shooter. So he's he's not he he's he's different than Eichel. I play with Patch. Ch- well, what I'm saying is he chooses not to be the focal point of a line. He is a he's going to get the puck distributed to him, and he's got yep. a world class shot. That's why yep. he scores thirty plus goals for a gazillion years in this league. Okay, and I look I look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. And you're like, well, how is Jack going to fit in? You know, there's so many guys that want the puck. Well, does Steve Stamkos wants the puck or is he, what type of player is Steve Stamkos? He's the he's same way. He, he's a shooter. Right? And and you have players like, um, you know, Point, 
who is a workhorse. He's hard on the puck. He can make plays. He basically does it all. And then you have, you know, other players that just play different styles of games. I'm going to tell you right now, Jack is going to be a dominant hockey player, a number one go-to guy on almost most of the teams in the National Hockey League, give or take, you know, anywhere from four, five, six teams in the league. Out of 32 teams, Jack is the go-to guy on every single team except for five, maybe five, okay? Jack's going to go to Vegas, and he's still going to be the top guy. He's still going to be the guy that's going to dominate the puck because he is one of the best players in the world. Max Pacioretty is a very good goal setter, goal scorer, but he has never been in a conversation ever of being one of the top players in the world. Mark Stone, the captain of the team, is a very good player. He's defensively responsible. He puts up points. He's always in the Selka Trophy, um, you know, talks. But we've never confused Mark Stone with being an elite top player in the world. Jack Eichel is literally a stallion. He's a stud, okay? He is going to play, and other players around him that are very good hockey players, a Pacioretty, a Mark Stone, are going to benefit in a big way from how great Jack is. There's going to be no, there's going to be no, um, you know, fogginess in who's going to drive the line. Jack's oh, a you, stud. You look at you look at that lineup. There, there isn't anyone who is a puck carrier like he is, a puck possessor. There's no one that's going to drive the the play like Jack is. No one. You look up and down that lineup. But you have a lot of good players around that can, like you said, Riz, benefit from him. If you're looking at that lineup, yep, that makes your Carlson, your Marchessos, Pacioretty, Stones, Patrick, you know, like it it frees up a lot of space. You know who Jack makes better? A, Not only the uh, Pacioretty and Stone that he's going to play with, he makes the Carlson, Marchizo, and and Riley Smith line stronger. Yeah, they're not going to have he, the matchup anymore. And he but. also makes Dandenoff and um, uh, Chandler Stevenson, who's turned into a very impressive player, by the way. Um, he makes those players stronger because Jack Eichel is going to get the lion's share of top-end lines and top-end D pairings. And what that does through the, the trickle-down effect is everybody else plays against the lesser lines. Yeah. Okay. All I can't right. even argue with ribs, even though I want to. No, I, no. I, well, I mean, the question is valid, isn't it? Very valid. I mean, that that's, know, I, yeah. that is certainly a concern. And I think if GMs don't take those things into consideration when they're making a trade, they're crazy because yeah, no, that I mean, is a big concern. There's no question. Do you guys know, if I were to ask you right now, do you guys know the statistics on Chandler Stevenson this year? Yes. Yeah. He's almost a point per game player. Very under the radar, like one of the most under the radar players in the league. 35, 40 points. 30, 38 points. Yeah. In 43 games. Yeah. Well, he he had a good year last year, if I recall. 35 points last year in 51 games. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he doesn't have a ton of shots, though. Not a ton of shots. Which more, is, more which of is a surprising. First, uh, I don't know. It, it's players. just surprising. You look at him, he's got 12 goals. He's only got 63 shots. If you're looking at a stat line, 63 shots. 
he's at a clip of 19% shooting percentage, which is <laughs> absurdly <Yeah>. high. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really, really good. But, but 38 points in 43 games. He's making an impact on the power play. He's obviously killing penalties shorthanded. And he's goal, getting he's getting shorthanded opportunity. Points. He's getting that opportunity to grow into a a a player, a, a really good hockey player in in Vegas because they don't have that high end number one center. And Chandler Stevenson right Stevenson right now is playing as that guy. William Carlson is playing as the number two guy. Well, what happens when Jack Eichel gets put into that? that um vegas team he's going to take over the number one position which bumps chandler's chandler stevens down from from number one to probably number three because they're not going to change the lineup of their second line with william carlson uh riley smith and um uh jonathan marchizo so Craig, most famous chandler you've ever heard of geo i know you'll get this no problem <sighs> cheers oh is there on. even a chandler on cheers it's not <laughs> <laughs> come on you're on the right you're on the right path it's a sitcom chandler what how does that not just come to you how the fuck chandler bing he still doesn't know the who's show. that chandler bing friends buddy friends Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, I thought I'd throw it Listen, at you, Craig. The old, I'm going to tell you, the old noggin does not take in the information the same that it used to. I, no, I'm it's, telling it's, you. It's not that it doesn't take in the yes. same information that it used to. It's that it picks and chooses what information it wants to store. That's true. I, I You know what? Is, you you are is, absolutely you, bang on. If you ask me something that actually I care about, yes, and I'll, I'll tell you every bit of information but like i guarantee i could ask you about um a junior sabers game that you were coaching five years ago against a certain team and a play that happened in the third period and you'd be like oh i remember that play this guy this guy this guy this guy so uh, yeah anyway um last thing i'll ask you guys before we head out of here geo thanks for the time today too yeah buddy Craig, you wanted to talk about uh, the NHL and NHLPA, how they've changed the COVID protocol. Yeah. So go ahead. Talk about it. You don't like it? You like it? You don't understand it? A little late? Um, are they doing it now and not? I don't understand it. Speak to me, Jill. I don't understand it. Because it's clearly been established that vaccinated, unvaccinated, whatever you want to say, it spreads. Whether you've had two, three, six shots, it's still going to spread. So I say... Two, three, six shots. We're not at six yet, but we're getting there. Well, like, like, so so that differentiation should not be made. It should not be made. If you have symptoms and you want to test to, to, to see and, and, and remove that person from the mix from the locker room that's how it should be done not whether you're vaccinated or not because it doesn't matter that doesn't that spread it it still spreads so that should not be in there yeah they listen i mean they they're they're still pushing hard to have the uh recommendation of uh the the booster 
Okay. And, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. And, uh, the other thing that to me is, you know, they're, they're the removal of the requirement to test, you know, full, fully vaccinated. So they're going to remove the requirement to test daily for vaccinated players. Well, I don't understand that because vaccinated players, fully vaccinated players can still get COVID and pass it. Well, and I don't understand what 99.9% of the players are fully vaccinated. Are they not? Yes. All but one. Two. But it, it, whatever it happened with Kane. <laughs> but it doesn't still doesn't make sense. He said he was vaccinated in some interview he did that he was he ended up uh, he was yeah, I don't I don't know what to believe either, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But, but I agree. Our prime minister is you know, he Rev up in Canada. I say I was our. gonna say don't say our. This is not a Canadian show right now, buddy. Yeah. Well, I say our because we are Canadian, but we yeah. are you know, I live in the US, but Still, like uh, Justin Trudeau has had every shot, and now he's he's got COVID. So it's yeah. either he's got COVID or he's hiding from the ice road truckers. Yeah, the uh, trucking <laughs> little boy showed up in Ottawa, <laughs> and uh, the day that they showed up there, the fifty thousand plus truckers, the small fringe of people. Yeah, that he there's <laughs> there's well there's there's hundreds of thousands millions of people there's eight million dollars in GoFund to help the the truckers and i mean um it is it, it it's truly incredible that uh justin trudeau the day that they showed up uh apparently had to quarantine because he was in close contact with a someone who had covid and then, then three days positive. later yeah, he tested right. positive for covid so he's got a quarantine he's he's triple vaxxed yeah. We'll see you in a couple of days there, uh, Justin. <laughs> Elton John, who is uh, these guys aren't moving. He's 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 triple vax and boosted or whatever it is, and he had to cancel shows because he got COVID. Yeah. So and listen, I mean the the large majority of people that are that are there, there's 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 over a million people in Ottawa right now that are just out front the parliament parliament buildings, and a lot of them are vaccinated. This is not about vaccination has nothing to do with vaccination. It has to do with your rights, your rights to choose and, and make your best decision for you and your family and the rights right now in Canada, they are being taken away. And it's not because of science based because we, we listen to the science we 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 believe the science but when the political side of things start to not look at the science and still go in directions that they can't answer that's where there's problems but anyway don't want to go there let's Hope everybody let's, stay safe and try and to try and move on yeah um, do, do what you're comfortable with last thing i'll say and this is my own personal opinion we watched Henrik Lundqvist jersey be retired. We watched Sergei Zuboff, his jersey be retired. I like. Why are we retiring jerseys? It's a recognition of players that have that have 
been a part of your organization. It, and this is something anyone did anyone read the Vogel uh, athletic article from I read it yesterday. I'm assuming it came out yesterday. Good article. John Vogel about so, about the Sabres and what they can do moving forward to help this franchise, not just on the ice, but off the ice. And it, it talks about arena renovations. It talks about the hall of fame. It talks about honoring more recent uh, players, your Drury's, Breers, Miller's, Vanix. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it was just really, it was really good. And it touches on that PD that that's why you do it is, is this new fan base doesn't know the alumni from years past. This fan base uh, for that matter, even is starting to lose touch with anyone that they can grasp. You know, you got your, your 10 to 15 year old kid. He doesn't know barely Vanek and, and, and Miller and those guys, they don't know the heyday, you know, yeah. of, of what this team was. And so that's why you do it. That's why you, yes, I agree with bring the that. legacy on of, of, of continuing, of recognizing players that have been through your organization and been a big part of your organization and successes in your organization and, and identifying with the, the fan base. That's why you do it. All right. Well, I mean, there's, there's the hall of fame for that. I mean, you can throw them in the Buffalo hall of fame or the Sabres hall of fame. I don't know about retiring numbers. And I think Alex Tuck is a perfect example of that. I mean, here's a guy that gets traded here. I mean, if the Sabres had years ago, pre-Pagula. I mean, you could have even done it when uh, Regis was owning the team or even still the Knoxes were owning the team. If you had retired McGillney's number, it's just it t- takes away a number from – like, it's just a number. Like, throw him in the Hall of Fame, honor him, put him on well, a bed. Yeah, yeah, what they do, like, at, at Boston College, what they do, they don't retire your number, they recognize it and put your name up. You know what I mean? So people right. can still wear that number, but there's recognition of those players. Are you, you there? Are you up there at Boston College? Yeah. Are you? No big deal. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. number did you? Were you 12 in 12. college? Yeah. That's a great number. Great number, number 12. Um, All so right. That's why you do it, Petey. But I agree. You can't take all the numbers away. Lou would have a heart attack if he had no numbers to choose from, wouldn't he? <laughs> look at... Uh, <laughs> Nothing under 30 left. <laughs> look at... Oh, my God. Huh? Look at Toronto, though. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, they got all the, you know... Montreal's the same way. Yeah, exactly. Montreal's the same way. All right, boys. Riv, you got right. anything negative to add before we get out of here? No, I'm just uh, wishing I was, uh, you know, up north right now doing a little ice fishing, which I've never done before. I don't know if you guys have, but I'm sitting there. Um, uh, there's a video of a Killarney, which is uh, nor- uh, up north. Um, a video shown of a guy uh, catching a northern pike. 50 inches an yeah. absolute whale monster so yeah fun stuff anyway good stuff boys right. a lot of fun today all right we'll see you later geo thanks for the time no problem yeah, thanks that's a wrap on another episode of after the whistle don't forget to follow us on twitter after the whistle and at craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76 And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.